Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. So he's in the waiting. Now, this is a you know something which I have in my house. I had bought it about two three years back from Shiloh. One student from CMC Ludhiana had painted this and I found this painting very, very meaningful, especially even the background, you know, the kind of light that is coming. You know, many a times our uh, phases in our life is something like this. You know, we feel everything is dark, everything seems like as though there is no light at all, but at the end of it, there is definitely light. And that's the hope that we have in Christ, that at the end of it, there is definitely light. It will not be darkness forever. And he is definitely in the waiting, even though we may not be able to feel it, even though we may not be able to perceive, you know, that God is there, he's still there in the waiting, whether we feel it or not. I just found a couple of verses in the Bible which talks about waiting. Psalms 27 verse 13 to 14 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I, should, I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word do I hope. I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all its iniquities. And last verse, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also he has put eternity in, our, in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Sometimes I think we go through phases in our life in which we think, I wish I had the blueprint, you know, of my life. But when I look back and stand and think, I'm glad I don't have the blueprint that God has given to me. Because I would have seen the valleys, I would have seen the difficulties that I have to go through. And maybe I would have said, no, 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 God, I don't want to go through that, humanly speaking. But I guess God reveals one step at a time and his um, deliverances come one step at a time so that at the end of it we will see that God through it all you were there and you did it once again so I think Solomon supposed to be the wise man no who asked for wisdom and this is what he put forward when he wrote down saying he has made everything beautiful in its time and that God does from beginning to end, no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. I just wanted to read Psalm 27 uh, to us before I go to the main thing which I want to share today. So Psalm 21, 27, sorry, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. 
for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me therefore i will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle i will sing yes i will sing praises to the lord hear o lord when i cry with my voice have mercy also upon me and answer me when you said seek my face my heart said to you your face lord i will seek do not hide your face from me do not turn your servant away in anger you been my help do not leave me or nor forsake me o god of my salvation when my father and my mother forsake me then the lord will take care of me teach me your way o lord and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries for false witnesses have risen against me and such as breathe out violence i would have lost my heart unless i believed that i would see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living wait on the lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart wait i say on the lord so uh, the thoughts today are about what do we do at times of waiting so who all have waited in the bible there's noah there's abraham i, I just picked out couple of names there are lots more but maybe for today just so that we can learn from their lives i just picked out few these are noah abraham sarah isaac jacob joseph moses hannah david job and most of the disciples of jesus uh and these kinds of waitings are not about days it's about years so many years god said something and then you know for it to get fulfilled it took really 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 long time abraham waited for some 10 years noah for so many couple of years before you know the fulfillment of what god had said came through so what do i learn uh, from the life of noah the strong points that i learned from the life of noah is perseverance he was a person who did not give up no matter what he just persisted god had put in his heart to build up an ark there was no rain there were no clouds that point of time they had not seen rains for a long time but but noah just persevered persisted and built the ark noah in these end times wherein i am willing to trust in god's word and willing to persevere in what he has said what he has promised this entire story of noah we can read it in genesis 6 to 9 i don't want to go into the details because of lack of time uh, so these are the two things which i learned from noah the mistakes that i can learn from noah is genesis 9:22 to 24 he was not consistent at the time of victory everything happens according to god's plan everything happens the ship, the you know nothing happens to his family you know 40 days 40 nights the rain continue finally he lands in a you know safe place a safe haven you know in that place but finally what happens in the victory i don't see that consistency in the life of noah he just drinks like anything and then he becomes so inebriated that you know the subsequent consequences follow after that so that teaches me that whether it is a good time or a bad time i need to be consistent in my faith in god and in my walk with christ abraham the things that i learned from abraham the strong points are abraham believed god's god and his word it was a time when there was no written word of god per se it was a time when everything was going chaotic everybody was believing whatever they wanted 
everybody was going astray but there was one man abraham who believed in the true living god the maker of heaven and earth the creator of the entire being entire world so this was one man who chose to have communion with the living god and that was counted righteousness for him we see in hebrews 11 it says about you know the faith of abraham and why he was counted righteous it was not that he was perfect it was not that he had not made mistakes but the fact that he put faith in this living god when all things were going going chaotic and everybody was walking their own way he was counted righteous because of that second thing that i learned from abraham is he obeyed god even if he didn't understand you know abraham was having a good time a nice life in haran he had lot of flock with him but god tells him you know i'm just paraphrasing it god tells him pack up your bags leave everything that you have here and go to the place that i want you to go to to the land flowing with milk and honey which is canaan abraham has never seen this land those were days when they had to walk and go to the place places there were no aeroplanes etc so abraham has no clue no idea where he is going but when god said come let's go he was willing to believe and he was willing to leave everything and then go to where god was telling him to go god did not give the blueprint to abraham but he revealed one step at a time and abraham chose to be obedient to one step and when he did that we know subsequently what happens i think many a times in our life also you know when god tells us to practically obey him or do something it may be a very simple thing but if we do it even if we don't understand you know there is blessing in 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 that then something which i can learn as a mistake from abraham is again his faith was not consistent at all times you know here was this man abraham who showed so much faith that he was willing to let go of his of his land and was willing to go to the place that god had wanted him to go but again there are times when he says you know i mean the child is not born yet what's going to happen etc etc and so much so that one time he actually listened to his wife rather than god with regards to haga and he chose to think that maybe that is not what god's promise is and then finally landed up doing something which has become such a big mistake that you know the generations are getting affected because of that mistake in not trusting god at that point of time made also the other thing that i see is you know during this entire phase abraham also lied when one of the kings asked him that you know is this your wife and then he tells to the king no she is my sister and god has to intervene at that moment and you know speak to that person you know and tell him that what you are about to do is wrong and you'll be cursed if you are going to you know do this from the life of sarah what do i learn she also believed god and his word she supported her husband about the fact that you know he he had been told by god to go to this particular place and do all these things and she obeyed even if she didn't understand but again i see inconsistency in the life of sarah in which she was not putting faith at all times and giving place to doubts and so much so that at one point of time she asked her husband to go against god's will and of course the consequences i have already said before that isaac also believed god in his word in that kind of a time and also we see an instance in genesis 25 25 verse 21 to 22 i'll just read it out to you genesis chapter 25 verses 21 to 22 it says now isaac pleaded with the lord for his wife 
because she was barren and the lord granted his plea and rebecca his wife conceived we really don't know how many years that you know isaac had to plead like this um, i i am not sure of that how many years but there's just one verse in the bible which says you know that isaac pleaded unto the lord for god to do something which was impossible and then god intervened in the impossibility and made it possible uh, so we can see the faith that isaac had on the lord but again in his life also something that we can learn is that he too lied you know he too failed to trust god at a crucial point of time now this was a time genesis 26 6 to 10 when god had actually told isaac just before this that i'm going to bless you like your father and your descendants are going to be huge that was what god had told but immediately after that we see you know isaac failing to trust god and and telling you know one of the kings again you know that she is my sister the same kind of thing which happened in abraham's life is passed down to isaac what do i learn from the life of jacob jacob's life again something that i really really learn is persistence how he persevered persevered so much so that you know it, there's a time when he actually wrestled with god you know to to ask him to do something and god grants him the the prayer that he is making at that point of time so that kind of persistence uh, nature something which i learned from the life of jacob however though jacob had faith in god though jacob was persistent he cheated multiple times to get his way done so that's something which i learn is uh, if god has something for me in my life i don't have to cheat to make it happen god will do it in his own time in his own way and that's the negative thing which i learn from jacob from joseph's life what do i learn one of the things that i learned from joseph's life is be still and know god is god i see an enormous silent faith in the life of joseph by which we we know we all of us know right from probably sunday school days you know uh, those who have been christians from birth we know right from that small age the story of joseph what happened to him god had chosen him and then what happens his brothers actually wanted to kill him but again you know due to intervention of another brother they sell him to the merchants and finally he lands in in potiphar's house in potiphar's house he is doing his work fine he is doing things sincerely and he fears god so much so that you know when the wife of potiphar comes to him and says hey joseph come on it's okay nobody is there in the house nobody is looking at us you know you just you know we'll just have fun together joseph says nobody is looking i know but i can't do this kind of thing which is sin in the sight of god so he runs away from that place that wife takes his cloak and then puts a false allegation on joseph and says see you know what he did to me he tried to you know force me when my husband was not here and then joseph is put into jail because of that and then in the jail you know the kind of thing that joseph goes through of course god is blessing him he finds favor in the eyes of the jailer and then in the jail there are two people the cupbearer and the baker of the king who come and the cupbearer is going to be saved now the the baker is going to be killed but joseph t- tells the cupbearer can you please when you go to the king tell him to take me out of this it's been so many years i've been here for something which i have not really done and then the cup bearer forgets about joseph so he still spends so many years in prison so many years and then finally god intervenes 
And God intervenes after many, many years through a dream. And the king gets the dream. And then he tells, is there no one who can interpret the dream? And that's the moment, flash. The cupbearer remembers there's a man called Joseph. And Joseph is brought and God uses him to interpret the dream. And then the rest, what happens, we know how he becomes the, you know, big governor or prime minister of that place. And, and you know, the redemption of people of, you know, uh, people of Israel, you know, to come to Egypt so that they can be redeemed from the famine, etc. happens. So I, I learn a lot from the life of Joseph by which I don't see him speaking bad about the people who did bad to him. Nowhere. I don't see anywhere in the Bible that he said that he, that he blamed them and said, these are the people who did this to me. These are the people because of whom I went into the jail. These are the people because of whom I stayed in the jail. I continued to stay in the jail because the cupbearer did not testify for me. I don't see any bitterness in the life of Joseph by which, you know, he cursed people or cursed God. So in the time of waiting, I see that Joseph never talked bad about God. He never talked bad about anybody. But he persevered to be the person that God wanted him to be by continuing to have faith in the Lord, continuing to pray and wait for God's time for deliverance to come. And when the deliverance came, it was not a small deliverance. It was a heaven-opening deliverance by which he was lifted up from being a prisoner to a prime minister. And I say, wow. And I think to myself, I want to have that kind of faith, you know, by which matter what kind of situation sorry no matter what kind of situation I go in my life I want to be that kind of person because I think when we go through really bad times in our life um, there's always that temptation to blame people to, f to or talk bad about people or maybe even you know to ask the question God why but Joseph teaches me a lot 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 of things and yeah, I think in our journey, this is the kind of faith which God wants us to have, by which our faith will be so silent and so strong that we will definitely be still and know that God is God. Then what do I, uh, of course, uh, mistakes to learn from, I couldn't, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't find any mistakes in Joseph's life. Maybe the Bible scholars will know much more than me. Of course, as a layman, you know, I couldn't find any particular mistake that I could really pinpoint and say, you know, uh, that, you know, I need to learn from this. But I guess even as I read the Bible more, I'll be able to probably make out maybe, maybe this is something which I can learn from. But so far, like whatever I read, I found that this is what I can learn from Joseph. Then I see in the life of Moses. Moses, of course, believed in the God of Israel. Though he was, you know, raised up as, a, as an Egyptian. You know, the, 
it was beautiful how God, you know, he had encounters with God and he believed in God. And he also realized his inadequacy and that he could do nothing without God, especially when he was in the wilderness. That's why the times of wilderness are so, so good for us because that's when we realize how to be humble. I think humility is not something which the world defines humility as. Probably the world will say humility is somebody who, you know, speaks softly, says yes to everything, you know, doesn't say anything back, etc. But I think humility in the sight of God is the realization that I am nothing without God and I am zero and God is everything. So that humbling experience was what Moses went through when he was in the wilderness. Almost about 40 years he had to spend there where there was a teaching and learning experience. And by the end of it, he came and realized his inadequacy. This is the same Moses who fought, killed an Egyptian and ran away. And this is the same Moses who tells, God, I can't, you know. I don't think I'm capable to do this. And if you don't go, I'm not going to go. Wow. So really, really thank God for absolute bad times in our lives, which helps us to know that we are zero, but God is actually hero and he is everything. Next thing that I learned from the life of Moses is patience. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know if God put me in, in Moses' position to handle that kind of people, you know. Many a times to handle my brothers and sisters only, sometimes I find it so hard because my brothers and sisters, my, my own cousins, I mean to say, I'm not talking about you guys, okay? So, so, my own brothers and sisters, because they'll be so immature sometimes, no? Because they have not grown. And they'll just want whatever they want. And sometimes, like, we'll be telling, uh, especially small kids, no, we'll tell them, don't put your hand into that. Now, my brother has a kid. So, small kids, if we tell them, don't put your hand into that, you know, that round thing, socket-like, you'll get the shock of your life. They will want to go and put their hand there only. And to discipline them, no, it's so very difficult. So, with one child or one brother or sister itself, it is so difficult to like handle them till they become mature. Imagine, oh my goodness, <laughs> thousands of such people, you know, who keep complaining, keep complaining. You go to the desert, God shows something so beautiful and marvelous. Red Sea gets parted and then they say, why did God take us out of Egypt? Send us back to Egypt. Moses, it's your fault. That's what he, they go on to say, you know. It's your fault. You only brought us out. Imagine we were ha having onion, you know, and so much of food in Egypt. We don't have food now. Where, where is your God? Where, why, why have you taken us here? Very difficult. But Moses was patient. So many years that too. It's not just one year, two years. It's more than 40 years that they spend the time in the wilderness. I can't imagine. Probably, if I, I, I don't know, maybe if, if each of us are put into that situation, God will give us the grace to do it. But now thinking, I really can't imagine. So I, I need to build up in that, you know, so that I'll be more patient. And when I'm dealing with, you know, uh, my, my own community, my own people. The mistakes that I learned from Moses is anger. Every time, I think this is something which pops up and right from the days that uh, he was young, he killed that Egyptian and then later when he's handling, of course he was patient, of course he, but a point of time came when he got so angry, you know, God had told him not to do in a particular way, he did and hit the rock and God took that really seriously 
and god said no because of this you're not going to enter into the promised land so that's something which i learned out of emotion out of anger i should never uh, say something or do something which i may have to bear consequences in the days to come uh, i think it's a lesson we learn for a life and i think every day we need to ask god i need to ask god and say god give me the strength that i may be patient and in an outburst of emotion that i may not say something because of which i do what is wrong in your sight and i think if we pray every day you know like that god is faithful he will answer he will help us in that area also then i see the life of hannah hannah what i see is the faith that she had is remarkable she just trusted god for the impossible i know she was barren i know she didn't have children and there was her counterpart what was her name leah right leah no yeah so leah was making fun of hannah so much but was it leah penia leah was uh, rachel's sister no yeah, yeah correct penina so but hannah was silent and persistent so much so that nobody knew what she was praying for and i think that's the kind of secret prayer that god is wanting from us by which we don't show it to anybody you know this is what i'm praying for this is what is my struggle in my life because i don't think everybody will be able to understand what we are going through but the word of god says when you pray let it be that you shut the doors shut the windows in the secret pray to the father in heaven and the god who sees in secret will answer you know so that everybody can see it in open so such was the prayer of hannah she just moved her lips there was no sound so much that eli thought hey why are you drunk at this time you know in the afternoon then hannah tells him no no sir i'm not drunk but i'm pleading with the lord and god who is faithful heard those cries those whispers sometimes it may just be a whisper unto the lord sometimes it may just be a moaning unto the lord in a secret in that room alone crying out to god but god is faithful who hears and it's amazing how god answered and he opened up the womb and of course we know the rest of the story after that so perseverance and the silent secret prayer and trusting god for the impossible is something which i le- learned from hannah then i see the life of david david what i see is he believed in the living god period his faith was strong he did not take things in his own hands but he waited for god's timing i mean if you read the life of david the story of david we know that he had so many like in when he was a kid itself samuel had come had anointed him to be the king now he knows that he's going to be the king and after that of course this entire drama of you know Saul chasing him etc started he's hiding now so many instances were there by which david could have thought as his friends had told him that maybe this is the instance that you need to god that god has given to you you know just strike him and kill him and take over the kingdom probably if it was jacob he would have done that <laughs> because uh, with jacob it was always like you know 
he knows he's going to have it but he cheats in order to get it but with david the kind of life that i see is he says no i'm not going to touch the lord's anointed so that demonstrates the kind of faith that david had in the promises of god that he does not need to cheat to get what god has promised him and at the end of it it's a beautiful story by which you know god actually raises david into the throne in his time not at a, according to the time of what david's friends told him but in god's time god lifted him up so i think in the times of waiting there is always this temptation to make things happen there's always this temptation to to push things and do it but i don't think that's how god works how god works is in his time not based on what i think is the time of god so what do i do if things are not happening i know i have the promise of god i think i i should just be silent and just pray and not try to bend things not try to push things because if i do that i might land up being a jacob rather than a david so beautiful thing which i learned from david just like joseph silent firm faith who was willing to be patient to wait for the timing of god again in the life of david what i see is there's one lesson which was learned was a lesson for life what happened with bathsheba that shook him so much that after that when i read the bible i don't see david doing that same thing again so much so that in his old days abishag the shunamite was kept there so that she could keep him you know she could look after him but even in that i don't see david doing the same thing which happened before so i think some of the lessons that god teaches us has to be lessons for life of course as human beings we can't be perfect till the point we die that is 100% true but at the same time there are some big lessons in life which god teaches us which by his grace uh, we should not be repeating you know for life that discernment god will definitely give us even as we move in him the less the mistakes that i learned from david is that he became lax in his discipline at a victorious time he was having such a victory but he was expected to be doing the work of god but what did he do he said ah it's okay i'm going i'm going to just relax for some time let others go and fight the battle and when he was actually relaxing that's when the sin with Bath- bathsheba happened so that just shows me this is another person from which i learned that at a victorious time i need to be consistent in doing what god has called me to do and consistent in my faith in doing what he wants me to do job phenomenal life every time you know when i come across the life of job it fills me with respect and also a desire that i should also be you know this kind of a person who will trust in god no matter what imagine job does not know what's happening in the spiritual realm satan is going and you know accusing him you know god you've put so much offense against him around him you're not allowing me to touch at all so obviously he'll praise you and then what happens we know one calamity after another oh my goodness then he got the sores in the body first he lost his crops his cattle 
he lost so many things and then he lost his own entire family his daughters and sons and then second time again you know satan goes and accuses job and then god allows him to touch his body and then he develops so much amount of sores in his body there's so much of pain going on in his body at that point of time uh, some few months back i had this skin lesion on my hands and feet and some portions of my body uh, i mean most of us know i mean we are in the medical field it's called psoriasis and that much itself was a little bit difficult for me to bear because once it starts bleeding and cracking up and paining a little bit painful to walk because it was on the soles of the feet and then when you have to be in the icu to wear a ppe to take frequent baths it became a little bit difficult but that itself was difficult for me i can't imagine what job had to go through like uh, i like seeing this uh, on youtube there is a channel called superbook it's actually animated cartoons meant for kids but i like seeing that myself i all of us are i think kids in the sight of god so we can always learn from I, i think nobody is too big to watch cartoons i still watch cartoons can somebody identify with me okay so there's something called superbook it's a very beautiful series i encourage all of us to go back and see because i have learned a lot so in that he, they show about the life of job they have beautifully portrayed the bible and it's not like you know i don't i some of the you know animated or even movies which are made out of bible there will always be some additions or the other but the super book is one book which i have found there's no addition it is as it is so the life of job you know he develops all these sores all over the body and he's in so much of pain oh dear so much of pain and this wife comes to him sits next to him and says you're still praising god you're still you know crying out to him why don't you curse him and die and then he says woman what are you talking you know will i just take good things from the lord and not the bad things naked i came naked i go praise be unto the name of the lord so this just reminds me that at difficult times knowing that i don't know what is going in the spiritual realm and knowing the fact that god is good and if he has allowed something to happen in my life he must be having some purpose the demonstration of my faith at this point of time just like job will be probably to say god i definitely trust you i believe if you have allowed this to happen it is not something which is gone beyond you you know it and you've allowed it for a purpose god thank you i think when we say thank you you know the enemy gets silenced and in this same superbook thing it so it shows how satan becomes so angry when job is saying thank you he's like what will i do to shake the faith of this man so job is not an extraordinary super human he is ordinary human being like us minus the holy spirit living inside of him he was at a time when the holy spirit was not living inside them it was only after the you know death of jesus christ that holy spirit has made us his temple imagine we are much more privileged than job so that means we should be much more doing this you know than job job didn't even have the holy spirit so um i was just thinking of one verse uh, which came to my mind uh, yeah it's second corinthians chapter i think it's chapter 
Okay, Second Corinthians chapter ten. Or is it chapter five? I think there's something about um, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. Ten five, no? Okay, yeah. So Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten verse. I'll go from three onwards. It says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing captivity, bringing every thought into captivity." to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled so i think you know one thing that i learn is my thought life matters a lot and in the times of waiting it's a ground in which the enemy can put all sorts of thoughts into my mind but where is the victory as a believer of Christ would be to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ so that's what i learned from the life of job by which he chose to say no to the negative thoughts he chose to say no to the negative influences around him and chose to say god i thank you i don't understand it but i thank you So I think my response also in such times should be God I don't want to think these negative thoughts fill me with your thoughts I want to believe your thoughts and God I definitely God I trust you because you've always been faithful God and when we do that what is happening is it's it's actually a punishment to disobedience to the kingdom of darkness when our obedience gets fulfilled in that just like you know how the devil gets so angry because he is getting punished when we choose to say no to his thoughts and say yes to the thoughts of god and say thank you god i trust you and that's what i see in job so I think I'm, I'm almost done. So, the take-home lessons for me. I mean, I, th- I think as a medical person, this is what I have learned uh, to do right from my MBBS days. What is your take-home point? So, I think even for spiritual life, I would like to put some take-home lessons. First will be when I go back from here. the thought that needs to be throughout my life should be i should be consistent and disciplined in small small things so that i can be faithful in bigger things in life maybe it is about my prayer time with god the morning and night prayer time and the reading of the word i should not say today god i am so sleepy i sleep for today tomorrow onwards i'll do it if that is so then tomorrow also the same thing will happen if that is so then another day same thing will happen so just like paul says i discipline my body to such an extent that at the end of it after having preached to others i myself should not be an outcast second thing I learn from all that I have read today is I need to persevere. I should not be somebody who will just give up. So many years Noah, so many years Joseph, so many years Moses. If I have a calling of God in my life and God has wanted me to do something and you know, I don't see fruit, I don't see results. what do i do i need to continue 
doesn't matter doesn't matter what may happen doesn't matter who may say what but i need to continue i need to persevere hana was absolutely mis- misunderstood when she when she persevered but that did not refrain her she continued to persevere and she did it third thing i should not take things in my own hands but wait for god to do things in his time so many lessons we learned from so many people's lives so whenever that temptation comes in the times of waiting i should just sit back relax and say god i will be still and let you do your work i don't want to push things fourth i should not talk or think bad about god or anyone when i am waiting there's always a tendency to talk bad or think bad but i need to bring every thought into captivity into the obedience to christ so that when the obedience is fulfilled it will be a punishment to the disobedience fifth thing i should not relax in my disciplines with regards to god during times of victory consistency consistency we hear of so many people who were very good preachers who who did so many things for god and then now they've chosen to become atheists some of them fell down what happened i think consistency is the key consistency that can happen to me also that can happen to any one of us if we are not careful so i think you know disciplining ourselves in the time with god and being consistent and asking god for help will help us to remain faithful until the end like one of the prayers nowadays i keep making every day every morning and every night is that god give me strength that i may be faithful to you until the end i don't want to be disqualified i want to complete my race and at the end of it do what you have called me to do and be faithful in that i don't want to just give up in between and say i have nothing to do with you god help me to be consistent and i think god is absolutely faithful he just hears our prayer because we are his children and when we cry out to him with an honest heart he's the one who listens and he's the one who takes responsibility to help us to be faithful until the end but at the same time the making up of our mind is also important by which we make up our mind and say no no matter what happens i'm going to hang on to the lord you know i don't understand everything but i'm going to hang on there's one kind of stubbornness which is allowed in the kingdom of god and that stubbornness is to be stubborn to be with the lord no matter what happens even if you don't understand everything next is about i should be consistent in my faith in god no highs no lows i need to ask god to help me every day to do that next is uh, if i am counseling someone during times of waiting i should encourage them to do things of god rather than what their flesh may tell them to do i see the life of job his wife that was not a good counsel that the wife gave him at that point of time i think as a godly if she had been a godly wife she should have told him hang on job you know don't give up we will pray god is good instead she went and told job 
what you are still hanging on to god just curse him and die imagine if job's faith had not been strong and he would have listened to his wife the consequences would have been different so in times of victory my role in counseling should be in line with the word of god and then i see the life even of the friends of david even the friends of job the kind of counseling they gave was not right in the sight of god they thought they were counseling the right things job's friends thought they were telling it the right thing by saying that you know you are actually sinning against god you have done some great sin but in the end we know when god testifies and says that was not the right counseling so as friends as counselors as uh leaders as uh, believers times of victory our counseling should be in line with with what god wants us to tell them rather than telling them to obey what their flesh wants to do so those were the thoughts which i had maybe uh, i'm done with uh, what i had to share i just want to show you this this is a clock which i have in my house this is in my room i bought it couple of years back from els every time i see this clock two things come to my mind my times are in god's hands and till the times of god are fulfilled in my life i need to be still and know that god is god i can't push him i can't somehow make him answer he is god he will answer in his time till then i am called to be faithful if i see my life i was talking to one of my friends couple of days back and i said for everybody else okay these are my random thoughts i may be wrong forgive me but i was telling my friend for everybody else things seem to happen just like that you know people finish ug get into pg like that people finish pg get into super speciality like that uh, people get married like that they do, doesn't seem to have difficulties in life for them of course they will have their own difficulties which i don't know but it seems like that and i was telling my friend for my life for everything you know god has made we wait wait and wait i finished ug i had to wait couple of years before getting into pg finish pg waiting couple of years now to get into dm etc etc so many I, i these are just few things but there are so many other things which i had to wait for a long time and then get an answer i'm still waiting for couple of things which god has not answered yet but now today when i do the reading you know i just realize that there are so many people in the bible who waited years before you know god answered so gives me solace at the end of today it this spoke to me also that hang on don't worry there are lots of people who have done it and god has been faithful and he has answered and he will answer still because he is a living god so maybe some of us are going through that kind of phase in which we are waiting for a long time there's silence from god nothing seems to move my suggestion to you would be please be still and know that god is god don't try to push things don't try to move the hand of god not going to happen 
in his time just be still keep praying keep being faithful in what he has called you to do then one fine day you will see the heavens open up and when we get that we will know that that was the right time it couldn't have been any other time that was the right time for god to intervene we'll pray lord jesus thank you for your word you are in the waiting help all of us each one of us here we want to be faithful until the end and in the times of waiting maybe react like joseph like job like so many other people that we learned from today keep us lord protected we don't want to do things out of emotional outburst but we want to do it with a solid faith in you knowing that you are a prayer answering god we love you lord in jesus name amen